Christian writer Philip Yancey once spoke about prayer. He said, prayer stands as the place where God meets human needs. But he put it like this. He said, most of my struggles in life circle around the same two themes. First, why doesn't God act the way we want him to? And second, why I don't act the way God wants me to? He says, prayer is the precise point where those two themes converge. Prayer is the point where God's power meets our inadequacies and struggles and desires to change. I don't know about you, but I'm constantly looking for ways to improve my prayer, to make it more effective. And so today I want to share with you four powerful prayers to pray. And what I would encourage you to do sometime today is take 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and take time in those 15 minutes and pray these four prayers and see what God does with your life. The first prayer is what I call the search me prayer. Psalm 139 verse 32. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my concerns. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. Now, if I could give you the single most important key to make things right in this world, would you want it? Would you take it? You know, this, a lot of us are frustrated right now. We're worn out by events and we're looking for answers. We're looking for the key to the solution. We're tired of COVID. We're tired of economic uncertainty. We're tired of quarantines and masks and riots and anger and racism and hostility in the streets and hostility in the halls of Congress. If we had the key, would we use it? I want to give you what the Bible says is the first answer to all of the problems that we're facing today. It's found in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 17. For the time has come for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who disobey the gospel of God? And if a righteous person is saved with difficulty, he goes on to say, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? See, the answer, the Bible tells us, to the problems today, the key, the first key, is not to go change the world. It's not to go change all the laws. It's for Christians to repent. It's for churches to turn back to God and live in obedience with him. We need to turn in, from our lack of devotion, from our love for sin, from our mediocre commitment to Christ, from our weak faith in Jesus really being the savior who is the answer for all of our problems. G.K. Chesterton one time, years and years ago, was a, a Roman Catholic writer, was asked by a newspaper to write an editorial, along with a number of other people, but they were asked to write on this theme, what's wrong with the world today? G.K. Chesterton responded with just one quick answer. He said, what's wrong with the world today? I am, signed G.K. Chesterton. See, that's a biblical answer. What's wrong with the world today? It's not out there. 
It's not those people. The Bible says it's for the church to repent. Listen again to what Peter says. Times come for judgment to begin with the household, with God's household. If it's difficult for God's household to be saved, to turn to God and obey, how much more difficult for the ungodly and the sinner if we're not leading the way in a holy life with him? So what do I need to pray? What do we need to pray? If you really want to have great impact today, search me, oh God. Know my heart. Know my anxious thoughts. Know my wayward motives. Change me. The Bible says if people don't think like Christ and love like Christ and live like Christ and hope like Christ, it's because Christians need to lead in that first. Lord, search me. The second prayer I would encourage you to pray is the use me prayer. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, we like a lot around new life. Now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we could ever ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. You know, the Bible says that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ever, ever ask or imagine. I remember saying something like that to one of my professors at school, like, wow, God can do more than we ever ask or imagine. And he said, yeah, and, and just think, there's a lot that we can imagine. I, um, I want to be remembered as that kind of person. You know, in Acts chapter 13, it remembers, it, it's, it's remembering the King David from the Old Testament. And it says of David, after serving God's purpose in his own generation, fell asleep and was buried with his fathers. Isn't that great? You know, the great reality of life is death. Death is the great equalizer. Nobody escapes. Everybody goes out of the party the same way in a casket. When you die, what do you want said of you? Wouldn't you love to be said of you what's said of David? That when he had served God's purpose in his own generation, and think about David who took down Goliath, who wrote all those Psalms, who expanded the borders of, of Israel, who had the vision for the temple. God did more through David than he ever could have asked or imagined. And when David finished serving God's purposes in this life, he slept and experienced his reward. One way to assure that your life will be described that way is to pray this prayer, God, use me. More than I could ever ask or imagine, use me, Lord. Do in me today um, what would be most honoring to you. Do with me this next year, the next 10 years, if you desire to allow me to stay that long to do your will. Now here's a sobering question. When you pray, are your prayers mostly weak prayers like God serve me? Or are they prayers where you're saying, God, how can I serve you? Are they weak player, prayers where mostly you ask, Lord, can you do this for me? Or are they bolder prayers where you are praying, God, show me what I can do for you. Use me. So first, Lord, search me. Second, Lord, use me. 
third is another prayer that we've prayed around here a lot at New Life. It's the Lord move mountains prayer. If you're like I am, it's easy for you to pray for little things that are measurable and manageable. Lord, help me with my next sermon. Lord, help my puppy to get better. Lord, help me to do well on the test. You know, we pray those little prayers and kind of hope that when things go well that God has answered our prayers. Um, this prayer is something altogether different. When we pray, essentially, Lord, do the impossible. Move this mountain. We tend not to want to pray those prayers because it's kind of scary. It's why we don't pray anymore. Lord, may Washington's football team have a winning record. I mean, that would be like impossible. And so many of us have given up on that one. But, you know, we pray, Lord, um, there is a problem in my company that nobody can solve. You ever pray that prayer? Lord, there's a problem in the agency. There's a problem in the bureau. There's a problem in our, um, uh, that we're doing in making this plan for changing the globe. And nobody can answer the problem, but Lord, you can. Lord, move this mountain. Lord, my child is lost with no interest in you. Lord, all of my options are bad. There is no solution to be found. There's no counselor who's going to give us wisdom. There is no financial solution in sight. Lord, unless you give the solution, I don't know what I'm going to do. Lord, move mountains. You know, the great thing is Jesus is the one who invites us to pray those kinds of prayers. In Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, Jesus says, Truly I tell you, if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, you will tell this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Jesus says, ask God to move mountains. He can. Another place Jesus told his followers, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. You know, back 100 years ago, 500 years ago, when there were pandemics, Christians would pray, God, save us. God, stop the pandemic. Are we praying big prayers, believing that God is a big God? Isaiah 59 verse 1 is wonderful. Indeed, God's arm is not too weak to save. His ear is not too deaf to hear. The God who made this world is not too small to save it. The God who formed you with his own hands is not too small to rescue you, to provide for you. And so Jesus invites, pray, Lord, move this mountain. There's one final prayer, though, that I want to share, and it, it juxtaposes well with the previous prayer. And that is simply the God you can, but even if you don't prayer. This may be the most difficult prayer of all. It's one of the powerful prayers that we find in the Old Testament of the Bible from the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They are under Babylonian captivity. Nebuchadnezzar is king of Babylon. His power has gone to his head. He's made a golden idol and he's ordered everybody to bow to the golden image. To, to bow the knee. And 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, three good names for your, any of your next children, if you want to consider that, um, they refuse. They say, we will not bow to you, king. In verse 17 of Daniel chapter 3, um, they say this. Oh, oh the, the king says, you kneel down or I'm going to throw you into the fiery furnace. Kneel down or I'm going to throw you into the fiery furnace. They respond this, like this, verse 17. If the God we serve exists, then he can rescue us from the furnace of blazing fire, and he can rescue us from the power of you, the king. But even if he does not rescue us, we want you as king to know that we will not serve you, your gods, or worship the gold statue you set up. Now, King Nebuchadnezzar was the most powerful king in the world at that point. He didn't take too well to that kind of response. He's furious. He orders the heat in the furnace turned up even more, and they're thrown into the fire, and they're met in the furnace by Jesus. And not only do they escape the fire, but it brings Nebuchadnezzar to his knees to bow and worship the God of the Bible. That's powerful prayer. But let me be clear, that's not hedging prayer. You're not saying, God, I know you can, but you probably won't. And so just in case you don't, I'm gonna say, I'll trust you even though you don't do it my way. This is not a hedging prayer. This is a prayer of absolute confidence. God, I believe that you can do the impossible. God, I know that you have done what human beings would consider impossible. I know you have power to work miracles. I know you turn defeat into victory. But even if you don't do things my way, I will still trust you. I will still worship you. I call this the Marge Ferguson prayer. Marge Ferguson was diagnosed with stage four cancer, brain tumor, inoperable. The doctors said she had about two years to live at best. And Marge's immediate response to that was, of course, to pray and to hope for the best. Marge used to say, this stinks. The brain tumor affected her ability to talk sometimes, and so she would just use short phrases. This stinks, she'd say, but God is good. And then she'd say, this stinks. God is good, and it's going to be great. Marge, what do you mean it's going to be great? Marge would say, I know that God can miraculously heal me if he wants. And if he does, that'll be great because I get to spend more time with people that I love and I get to serve the Lord more here on earth. But if he doesn't, it's going to be great because I mean that God's going to take me to my heavenly home, which is what we are living for anyway, to walk closely with God until that day that we see him face to face. That's the prayer of God. I know you can, but even if you don't, I will still trust you because you're saying, God, if you do it my way, it's going to be great. Even if you don't do it my way, I know it's going to be great because you are a good and loving God. It reminds me of the prayer of, or the attitude of Job who said, in the middle of his suffering, even if he slay me, Job said, 
still I will hope in him. Well, that's a powerful prayer, isn't it? Will you pray that prayer? God, answer my earnest prayer. God, you are able, but even if you don't, I will still praise you. I will still put my hope in you. Four prayers that I wanna encourage you to pray today. Pray maybe again tomorrow as well. If you're looking for something to pattern your, a pattern for your prayer to, fo to, to follow, it, it can't get much better than, Lord, you uh, search me. Lord, use me. Lord, move mountains. Lord, I know you can, but even if you don't, I know it's gonna be great. Let's pray together, please. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the God who hears our prayers, who does search us and know us and change us, who does use us to do more than we could ask or imagine, who does move mountains that we would think are impossible and who is faithful and good even when we don't understand the way that you answer our prayers. God, I pray that you would make us your church, that you encourage each person today for your glory. It's through Christ I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us. And if you found this encouraging, maybe you'll want to share it with somebody else. Have a great day.